welcome back to the Conscious Contact Podcast. My name is Janae, and I am the founder of Renew Planner. And I'm Susan. I am the Sue behind SustainableSue.com. Yes, you are. So today we are talking about how we met, the mysterious wonder of the universe that happened. <laughs> it is quite interesting. Um I want you to start. Okay, so tell tell everybody like what we were doing and how you mm. found out about it because okay. I don't know that. Okay. And I was thinking when I was getting ready for us to record, I don't know how you found out about it. Yeah. So this is a great place to start. So um how did I find out about it? <laughs> uh, a friend of mine um, was aware of my love of reading, my love of creativity, um, not shying away from doing hard work. Mm -hmm. And so he said, Hey, I, um, have some friends that are, I'm trying to get a group together. Um, cause I don't think we were all his friends at the time. Um, I'm getting a group together to go through the artist way. Yeah. And wondered if you would be interested. And it was something that I had been wanting to do. And it turns out when I had purchased the book, uh, I got it home, got to my bookshelves, and I already had it. <laughs> you love <laughs> when that happens. How, yeah, that's how books come into our, <laughs> our consciousness. Um, so clearly I was meant to go through this. Mm -hmm. And I went back to the first book that I first time I purchased it, I don't, I was going to say first edition, but I, I'm not saying it was the first edition, but you know, the first round yeah. that I had it. And, um, I kind of got stalled out after maybe three weeks cause I was trying to do it by myself. Yeah. So I was really interested in the idea of doing it with a group. Um, and he said, uh, you know, he was talking about the, the times, et cetera. And I feel very fortunate that I have, at the time I had, and I still do have a job that is relatively flexible. As long as I get the work done, yeah, I can um, step out in the middle of the day because we decided to do, I think it was like 3.30 or 4 on a Monday. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know what? I am willing to do anything to get this group together. Yeah. So um, I kind of blocked my Mondays and rang that doorbell the first day. Yeah. yeah. I, for those that don't know, the artist way is like an artistic cultivation book. I don't know if I would call it, I mean, it is kind of self-help, but like not in that way. It's more so like broadly, broadly speaking, you're doing like flow of consciousness journaling. You're, you're intentionally doing artistic things that maybe you hadn't before, like every week. And then in our group, we were kind of talking about it together. So People yeah. that don't know anything about it, I didn't know anything about it, will link it so that you can, like, I'm sure there's a flip through on Amazon or something. Yep. It's really interesting. It helps you to focus on your creativity and channel that um, and really deepen that. And I'm going to interrupt you for one second before we get too far and have people turn it off because, like, oh, artsy is not for me. <laughs> We're not saying, like, hey, we all came with the intention of becoming the great drawers, painters, sculptors yeah, no, no, of our no. generation. None of that so for me. So <laughs> part of cultivating that art, art, artist, um, artistic vibe, we'll say, or that creativity. Creativity, I, yes. I tend to land on the word creativity. So one of 
the things you do is connect with the, and this is kind of where the wind in your sails thing came in that, that we tag onto is, is what those artist days, what brings you joy. So one of mine was going to a cat cafe. Like I had a cat yeah. for 18 years. I don't have one right now. I love them. I just wanted to play with them. And it was just so fun to kind of go back to that joy. Yeah. And, um, and I know we'll talk about this more, but I don't want anyone to hit pause because you think you're not artsy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point of this is that everyone has an artist in them. Yeah. It's how we define it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So how did you hear about it? Back to that. I think I had a friend who was already involved with a group. Like she had already been like, yes, I have the time. I want to do it. And I think that they were still looking for another person or more people because the group was pretty small, which I think was wonderful. Mm Mm-hmm. But she she was like, hey, we're doing this thing because she knew that I'm, you know, hippy dippy into whatever. Um, and I I love to like consider myself artistic, but I'm not good at anything. And I think we had had conversations about that before. Mm-hmm. Like I can't draw. I can't. I mean, I can put paint on a canvas, but that's about it. it it's going to be like some kind of impressionist block. <laughs> style splashing it everywhere people pay Um, a lot of money for those splashes dude they do (laughs) it's freaking crazy uh especially like the videos on instagram about that stuff but that's neither here nor there if you want to go down a rabbit hole just search that out and see how ridiculous that market is getting but yeah she was kind of like here's what this is and i bought the book and or maybe she gifted me the book it was one of the two and i was just kind of like what is this You know, I'd never been exposed to it before, and I think I was, like, pretty new in my, like, sobriety journey at that point. It had been, like, a year or two years, something like that. Um, So I was kind of worried it was a cult at first, (laughs) like, for sure. Mm -hmm. They're all following what this woman says to do. Um, But, and I don't think that I'm breaking her anonymity. She talks about it in the book quite a bit um that the she author, julia yes, cameron the mm-hmm. author julia cameron she talked about her own journey in sobriety and i think that was my hesitation also is i only felt creative when i was just like completely in a blackout mm. drunk and i just thought that's what an artist was is you know like smoking and drinking in a studio apartment and having these dramatic days where it's just, you know, one problem after the other and not making enough money. My pain is my art. Yes. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. type of thing. And I think I was kind of scared of that because that's the only way that I connected with my creativity before was in that kind of toxic movie style mm. artist mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I mean, it it was weird to go into it and I'm, I'm completely used to this, but I was the youngest person in the room and while I'm used to it, I was kind of shocked with this type of group that there weren't more people that were interested that were like super young, like 18, 19. Well, maybe mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to grasp it. I was a crazy person when I was that age. So I don't know if I would have cared to do this kind of a program or been consistent with it, but that was interesting to me too. But then immediately I could tell like I'm going to get such a wealth of knowledge just from knowing the people that were mm. in the room. I was mm-hmm. definitely very guarded when I came in, which I think I am in any 
mm-hmm. social situation. I'm working on that. Um, vulnerability is not a strong suit. But yeah, we kind of started, we met for the first time, introduced ourselves, kind of talked about what we hope to get out of it. Um, and it was, it was really interesting. I don't know what were your like first impressions of coming into that group. First impressions. Um, <laughs> what is that thought process? Are you trying to be nice? Are you trying to figure out your words? Uh, I'm trying to remember back to, to sitting there. I remember being nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, and having a hard time shifting from work to 180 from work because uh-huh. like there were times when I was taking a conference call in the parking lot before I came in I remember that like taking notes and being mm-hmm. you know Susie project manager and then trying to shift that because the um and I'm, I'm not doing an end run around your question but the way the artist way book is set up is you have like week one and then you have the text of it, you know, might be 10 pages in the chapter. And then you have questions or not really reflections, but um, maybe it is reflections. I don't know that that we would, um, that you'd pick three of the seven or whatever, and then you you write about. Yeah. So it's almost like a curriculum that you've got your chapter to read. You've got your morning pages that you should Uh do every day. You've got your weekly artist date, and then you have your questions. Yeah. And I, as you know, we talked about on the sabotage episode, you know, I have a hard time like landing and sticking in the hard stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I didn't want to just approach this as a work assignment and be like, well, if I do all seven questions, I've done better than everybody. (laughs) All that stuff. Yeah. And so um, I was really, this is less about the people, more about the group Mm -hmm. that I really appreciated. Um, These people are, are willing to show up to do this. And I was also surprised it was such a small group. Yeah. I thought that it it was going to be more people, but it ended up being perfect. And um, I also thought it was interesting that then the majority of the group was in recovery. Yeah. So I don't know if that's just where friends, friends know friends from at that point. But um, these also were people who... um, (laughs) <laughs> like looked corporate yeah like you yeah, said yeah. you're uh-huh. saying the hippy dippy thing like we we all present as <laughs> normal this is a terrible so thing to say oh my god <laughs> I don't edit it out but Jesus Pete I'm so sorry that I, I don't, I'm not even gonna say if I offended anyone I know that it came across as offensive but no it didn't. um it opened actually my mind to think okay we can you can be as creative as you want yeah and I don't have to change because I'm comfortable in you know my granimals blue top black pants yeah, yeah. that I would wear all the time whatever yeah I'm rambling so um what my question <laughs> was for you when I was talking about it being curriculum ish I know sometimes you don't like having the bumpers of rules and confinement. Did you feel like it was confining at all? I actually love bumpers and rules. I love them. Okay. I pigeonhole me any day. <laughs> I because it makes me feel very comfortable. It's like mm-hmm. a warm blanket mm. 
to wrap around me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry if I'm not doing enough. I don't have to worry if I'm doing too much. I have very clear parameters gotcha. of a protocol manual of what I'm supposed to be doing. And I will do exactly what you tell me. I won't mm-hmm. do more, <laughs> but I won't do less. And that's kind of the whole point. I'm like, well, if you want me to do more, then put it in the protocol manual. Right. Don't expect me to just, you know, kill myself. And uh-huh. I, that is part of the reason why I like wrote protocol manuals in previous jobs <laughs> is for that very reason. But anyway, mm-hmm. no, I, I love it. I, I think that it was wonderful and it helped to make me feel better about the whole cultivating creativity situation because mm-hmm. I felt very uncomfortable for like numerous reasons that I've already talked about. So it was good for me to have some kind of like linear structure of how to go through this mm. and here's what you do and you just do it and the feelings will come. Yes. Like just do the action. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that was very promising and it's talked about at the beginning of the book too. And uh, it talks about it in yeah. each week, like how she assumes you're going to feel. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty damn close. It really is. Like one of them's like, um, stagnation or rebellion and like, mm-hmm. <sighs> and then when we so got true. to the no reading week, I was like, <laughs> you gotta be damn kidding. Me. I Get remember how upset <gasps> you were. <laughs> that, that was rough. Yeah, but that I come back to that all the time. And we we are going to do a whole season about reading. But yeah. I've talked before about um, reading being an escape sometimes yeah. and sometimes a procrastinating tool. Yep. And that stems from that week where I was like, look at all this free time when I'm not reading. Yeah. And that includes, you know, oh, well, let me just look at this link that I came across yep. or Um, and I mean, I have to read email for work, so obviously I still worked, but you know, the newsletters that would come to my email, I'm like, can't click on that. Well, my life is fine. (laughs) Even though I didn't go pretend I'm super interested in this thing. Um, so it really, uh, brought some new ideas forward as well. Yeah. One thing, um, about the group again is that it was neat to see all the different ways that creativity can present itself. We had um, a writer. Mm -hmm. We had another person that was a writer and a painter. Um, Drawing, photography. Yeah. Um, At the time, you were doing a lot of the um, nail art and and things like that. So, like, taking your painting and putting it on a different medium. Yeah. And I think you and I kind of were... I don't want to say dabbling in a lot of things. That sounds terrible. Well, we were. (laughs) But we were taking more of the open-ended approach. Like I wasn't deep diving into this, that, or the other. Um, We didn't have a specialty in a good way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the way we all wanted creativity to manifest itself was different. Mm -hmm. Um, And how that, like we had one person that was really trying to open up the idea of becoming um, a realtor moving to New York city and just living a completely different life. Yeah. And that's not saying, oh, she was going to be an artist in New York. I mean, she just like, where are we open to possibilities? Yes. I, yeah, for sure. How can you be creative in all aspects of your life? And Mm -hmm. I totally get that And my, my thought in my head is, I don't even know how to articulate The thing that pops into my head when I think of like my ultimate creativity, and I have no specific medium still for this, honestly. I think a lot of it is like 
handicrafts, like not necessarily writing or painting or drawing, like those traditional or music. God, I'm not good at that. Music is involved, but I am not playing it. Um, is like a Jane Austen novel sitting in a drawing room cross-stitching something. Like I don't, I don't like cross-stitch, but mm. like some kind of classical or 50s music playing. The windows are open. It's a beautiful day. There's flowers in a vase somewhere. Like mm. cultivating a life where I can look at my world and surroundings and feel creative feel the presence of creativity whether it's my own or god's or the universe's or whatever Mm -hmm. present in that moment like all different types of inspiration and like brain firing things around while i'm doing something that is maybe someone consider menial like sewing a garment for themselves but not doing it out of necessity Mm -hmm. um that type of stuff is really interesting to me. I'm stuck in like prairie life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> or like in the Renaissance. <laughs> yes. I I can't tell you how many times I think I really need to learn more about these herbs because if I end up in the 1800s or 1700s yes. and need to outlander. You know, med- right. Like what happens <laughs> if I touch that stone? Yes. Um, or like I need to learn how to can, mm-hmm. but like without my stove because mm. I need to preserve food. Blah blah blah. Campfire preserving uh, that could be really cool. Right. I I agree, and I think that it you know back to you know the idea of how we met, and that really just was a springboard that a group yeah being a springboard to we really just wanted to expand the artist's way and the idea of creativity to a more life experience. Yes. Um, So, for example, what you're saying about your environment, because your surroundings, and I talk to people about this all the time, that, you know, your environmental surroundings are part of your sustainably productive life. Yeah. Because if you have, I'm trying to think of an example that, that relates to what you're saying. So, well, let me, let me kind of give you the, the white space example. So if I say a sustainably productive life is mm. um, growing your own food and gardening mm-hmm. and canning, and then you've got someone who works full time and has yeah. three kids. And lives like, downtown. or Right. Yeah. Like, get out of here. And doesn't, how about this, doesn't want to do it. Doesn't want that. Yes. They right. like to go to Trader Joe's and pick up a pre-made salad. Like they, yes. that is what brings them joy. Yeah. Yes. And I was thinking about what you said one time about going to uh, Fresh Market and just meandering around the aisles. Yeah. And the idea of you, not you, Janae, but the a person needs to think about how that environment, um, how they could cultivate that environment. Yeah, for sure. And it includes sights, sounds, smells. Yeah. Um, textures, you know, I know you don't like cross stitch, but it sounds like you're saying that having the thing in your hands, you know, I've really been trying to think about fiber arts is what I like. So it is knitting. I want to learn to crochet. I do like to cross stitch all kinds of embroidery because I like the idea of something in my hands at the end of the day besides a keyboard. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So it expands to our whole life. Yeah. You know, we started with this book 
and it expanded to a group and now it's expanding to our lives. Yeah. And I think I started teaching myself how to cook during that time too. Like I started mm. buying cookbooks mm-hmm. and I had like thought about it prior to that. And I think that I had started trying to like, I looked up temperatures of how to cook meat and you know, like I was starting at base ground level cause I, I had cooked. That. Oh yeah. It was bad girl. Like I didn't know how to hard boil an egg. Uh huh. Like I knew the idea behind it, but I didn't know times or anything. Like right. I would have to Google that on my phone. Yeah. I would, I mean, it was, it was ramen and hamburger helper and casseroles <laughs> right. from like Southern living, which I still make. They're good. But that's not... It's okay to separate the ingredients as well. Yes. And not use a can of cream chicken. Yes. Like, you can do that from scratch. Like, shocker. I did know that all the stuff in cans is just a convenience form of stuff you can make yourself. Right. Like, I I didn't understand that concept of biscuits in a can. You can make those (laughs) on your own. You know what I mean? I, I really didn't get it. And... My grandmother cooked, but it wasn't something that I was involved in other than like the random cupcakes once a year for somebody's Mm. birth, you know, like Mm. I would watch her and she would put things on the stove and it always be like a full meal with like five sides. But I didn't understand where that came from. Right. I didn't understand how to put together a meal. So that's why I relied on hamburger helper and casseroles because it Mm -hmm. was like everything I needed in one dish. And that is kind of the crux of it also. I didn't understand the necessity, not not even the necessity, like take that part out of it. I, I didn't I didn't know how to meet the necessity to cook meals during the day. But I also didn't realize that like it's okay if things take time. Mm-hmm. Like just because they take longer doesn't mean that it's bad or not worthwhile. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because that that was a marble rolling around that, that I lost earlier that was something that was one of the best things I got out of this group. Yeah. And that I get out of watching you do things as well. I mean, not literally, but, you know, things that you share with me is mm. beginner's mind. Yes. That it is okay for things to take time and to be crappy. Yes. Um. You know, see previous conversation about my knitted socks. Yeah. Those were amazing, though. Like, let me just, those were not a fail. (laughs) Those were wonderful. I might just have to give them to you. Oh, my. I I would die. Seriously. Oh, too funny. Um, So the, uh, the thing about the Artist Way experience, and I'm, you know, because it's a 12-week, quote, unquote, program. Yeah. Is that there does get to be a point where it's a slog yeah. and you're like, oh my God, I have to write these morning pages again. Yeah. And I, you know, you basically, it's a stream of conscious writing first thing in the morning for three pages. <laughs> yeah. And I remember at one point thinking like, well, shit, I should have picked a smaller notebook and I could be done with this. <laughs> Why did I pick college rule? Right. <laughs> right. And then you literally will write. I don't know what to write. I, like if you can't think yep. of something, you're writing. I don't know what to say. My I don't want to do this. This yeah. is dumb. Nothing yep. is coming of this. Um, It's hard to write that for three pages, though. Eventually something pops out. That's right. Yeah. It shakes things loose. Ugh, I need to do that again. That's what my thought is, as you're saying, you know, things take time. Yeah. Things can be not great. They can be flat out bad. Yeah. I'm sure you've made bad dinners that you oh, guys God. have thrown out in Luke's order of pizza. <gasps> uh, literally. 
literally that like random example and this is just the most recent one there have been plenty of fails i made um coconut shrimp his mom makes the most banging mm. coconut like it is amazing and she's got like homemade um pepper jelly uh stuff that goes with it that's not like completely set so it's almost kind of like salsa it's i don't even know how to explain it. it's amazing but her coconut shrimp is amazing and I'm like, oh, well, I need to learn how to make coconut shrimp. I don't mm-hmm. cook seafood very often because we don't eat a whole lot of seafood. Like, we'll eat fish once every six months or something. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan. And I cooked this shrimp. And, I mean, it's I, it was completely shell on, tail, everything. Mm-hmm. And you have to shell it and devein it. So, there was all of that effort and work and yada, yada. And, again, I'm sitting there enjoying it because I've gotten to that mindset of, good things normally take effort and mm-hmm. that's okay. Like you, you can take the time to do them and enjoy it while you're doing it and not be like, Oh, when is this going to be over? Mm-hmm. And I was enjoying it. It was wonderful. They looked great. I popped them in the oven. We took them out. They were the most disgusting <laughs> thing. Like, I don't know if it, I just bought bad shrimp or oh. like something. It, they were tasted dirty yeah. And it was just bad. And Luke was going to just eat them. Oh. To like this is make me dear. feel okay. And I'm like, dude, no, please do not. I'm throwing them in the trash right now. I think they're off. Like something's yeah, going on the here. Cats. No, yeah. this is bad. And I was like, no, seriously, please order something. And I had to tell him about 10 times. Oh. But he's normally pretty good about telling me, like, no, this is, don't make this again. Yeah. And that, ha- and sometimes, I do get in my feelings about it, if, especially if it has taken me a very long time. Like, it was a uh-huh. slow dish or something. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I get to learn from that. If I don't fail, I don't learn. And I've had wonderful stuff that I've made. And he's looked at me and been like, please add this to the list for every month. Like, I want to eat this all the time. Yeah. And it it opens me up to different ways of cooking, different just like cuisines, I'm still not great at cooking anything that isn't Southern American or Italian, <laughs> but that's just, that's what he likes to eat. And that makes it fun for me to cook it. Right. Right. But you know, I need to make my own pasta. Still haven't dove into that. Mm. That's the ultimate, like good things take time because there's wonderful prepackaged pasta. Yeah. However, doing the thing is the point. Yeah. It that Well, Beware with the homemade pasta because <laughs> it is tough to go back. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paul makes homemade pasta and he's done uh, linguine. Oh he's gosh. done ravioli. Where Ooh. And you can freeze it. Usually we don't freeze a lot. Yeah. But um, like even we've done lobster ravioli, oh, yeah. cheese ravioli, meat ravioli. I want to make pierogies. Yeah. Really bad. Like the ultimate ravioli. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my niece is going to be 13 uh, on the day this podcast drops. Oh, my gosh. And at a recent birthday party she was at, that is what they did. They had a Get sleepover out. and they made their own dinner. How whoever great is that, that? Whoever that mom or dad is, yep. hats off to you. Wow. Yes. Yep. So Ugh. she was talking about that. And then when my niece went to visit my dad, he also has a kitchen age. So she was like, Papa, can we make pasta? Oh, how great is that? Oh and then she God. wants to do that next week when we're here. So she and Paul are going to make 
linguine one night, <sighs> and then we're going to do ravioli on a weekend when we have a little more time on Man, Saturday. That's the stuff of life. Yes. And that's why I, I just place so much of my heart and like my priorities on doing those kind of things because the stuff that you like traditionally think of your grandmother doing is going to get lost. Right. It's going to go away at convenience. I think is the death of modern Mm -hmm. society. Mm -hmm. And I don't say that in a bad, there's wonderful things that have happened. There's wonderful technological advancements. Social media has wonderful things that it does for people. Mm -hmm. I mean, the healthcare industry, for God's sake, I, I don't, want to discount any of that and convenience for people that need it, whether they have a handicap or something like that. It's amazing. However, mm-hmm. people that are able and aren't living in the middle of downtown New York with a bunch of children, I would, I would push you to try something that mm-hmm. takes time that you're not good at. I don't care mm-hmm. what it is, as long as it's something that doesn't necessarily involve your phone or a keyboard. Yeah. Like, I think that there's so much good that comes of that, like having to use your brain in a different way, having to be patient, feeling that accomplishment that something is done, period, even mm-hmm. if it's not done well, because I get happy that stuff just gets done. Right. Like, I mean, that's, that's an accomplishment. Talk, like, dinner is finished. Yeah. <laughs> like, and all of what you're describing to me, can be summarized with the word experience. Yes. We rely, so technology seems to have taken the experience out of so many things. It does. I think this is a perfect spot to pause and talk about today's sponsor, Renew Planner. When I was looking for a paper planner to not only help me plan my life, but to remind me to do the things I know are important in my recovery program, I couldn't find anything. I Googled everything I knew possible. I tried out a whole lot of different planners that were geared for other people. And with the support of my boyfriend, I decided why not try to make one? I knew that if I was looking for it, someone else is probably looking for it too. So I created Renew Planner. It has sections to not only plan your adult life activities, but it's also got reminders for meditation and mindfulness, setting up your own daily routine, your ideal day, journaling, and much more. So if you or someone you know is on a recovery journey or just wants a place to be more organized mentally, head on over to renewplanner.com, R-E-N-E-W planner.com and use the code CC10 for $10 off your first order. Hi, it's Susan from sustainablesue.com. On the Conscious Contact podcast, we talk a lot about below the surface level and what things feel like and what change might mean and how we approach the need to change. And once we decide that something different needs to happen, a lot of times we're frozen. And I've worked with a lot of a lot of people, but mainly women that get stuck on where to start. I know something needs to change. I can't stand this pace of life. I am in analysis paralysis on where to start. And the flip side is true too. People who have completely thrown out their way of life in order to 12 steps to a better you or four days to a new this or that or the other. So what I did is created some resources and pulled them together in the Sustainable You program. 
And so it's a five-part series. You can take each part individually or as a group if you wanted to do the whole course. But basically, it's 15 to 20-minute lessons that break down where you could start to begin to live a life you don't need to escape. There's health and fitness. There's mental well-being. There's environmental surroundings. There's habit change. You could take them all together or individually at your own. So if that's something that sounds like it might be interesting for you, you know you agree with what we're saying, you need to change, you're fully on board, making that conscious contact, and now you just want to figure out where to start, head over to sustainablesue.com course, and we'll get started today. So if you think of, and again, there are exceptions to everything, yeah. so that aside, yeah. Um. If you get on your phone and do a DoorDash for the local Indian restaurant. Yeah. Well, if you would go there, interact yes. with Ugh. your Indian neighbors who opened up this mom and pop shop. Um, first of all, you're not only giving them more of the money because it, it DoorDash yep. and things have an extraordinary fee that they take from the restaurant. Yep. You're going to tip that person. You're going to talk to the people and maybe find out about where they came from, how long have they lived here. Yeah. Oh my gosh, these recipes are their grandmothers. Yeah, yeah. You're taking away that experience. Yep. And if we go back to the idea of um, your environmental surroundings with that experience, I could sit on the couch and watch TV and eat dinner anytime yep. and just have pamper and jelly. Yep. But if I'm taking myself to an Indian restaurant, for example, yeah. I'm going to be smelling the smells, seeing the, yes. the flags, the pictures, the murals, yeah. the clothes that the the um, hostess might wear. Other people, you yes. having to put the real clothes guests. on. Right. Yes, exactly. all of those things. And even if you're not like going to, even if you're like, well, I can't go out to eat, I need to eat leftovers. Cool. Take those and go sit on your front steps or your back porch or right. go to a park and have a picnic with your freaking leftovers. Right. Like, why not? You know, yeah. you can enjoy every bit of your life. It doesn't have to be monotonous. You mm -hmm. know, you don't have mm -hmm. to relegate your days to ordinary. Like, everything can be extraordinary. How can you make the ordinary into an experience? Yes. That and and you know tying this back into the artist's way because yeah. I I that's exactly what we did it, it right yeah that's where I was going with it exactly truly yeah because everything can be made into an experience and so for example the artist date that was part of the yes. curriculum um and that means all, with yourself not with another person. Yeah. I mean, it could be, but right. it was with yourself. Yeah. The gist of it, of the artist date is once a week, you take yourself out for an experience yeah, and you are finding something that brings you joy and participating in that. Yeah. So, and I did all of my artist dates by myself. I yeah. think you might have, yep. have too. Yeah. And, um, so I mentioned the cat cafe yeah. was one for me so this wasn't like me taking selfies with all the cats no. I mean I took a couple pictures because yeah. the cats are super cute yes they are but getting on the floor with them and petting them and you know cats some cats have like that dusty window smell yes and, and of course there's <laughs> probably a litter box somewhere in, in this space, oh, God, but, there's like 12 <laughs> right right um but then because it was a cat cafe there was also like coffee coming in from the next room that you yeah. could smell 
And even if I couldn't go out and do something, I remember I was sick. And so I was laying in bed, like feeling sorry for myself because I couldn't do my artist date. And like, it was week two and I'm failing. (laughs) And we have a, is it a tray ceiling? Yeah. Yeah. And so like seeing the sun come through and how it changed Mm. the shadows on the tray. And I got out pencil, just regular lead pencil and a piece of typing paper. And I was trying to shade it, how I was seeing it. It was a disaster. It turned out terrible. But I I noticed how the sun was coming through the windows. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be in that moment. Yeah. 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 So that is what I, and I think what you're getting at too, about the experience Mm. That is what we sort of practiced. And, you know, some sites say 12 weeks makes a habit. Some say 60 days, whatever. Yeah. But getting into the habit and also seeing like, man, that was pretty sweet. We're still talking about it all these years later. Yeah. And then when I find myself kind of that uh, grumpy, irritated, you know, mad at everybody else feeling, that's when I go back and say, when have I felt that? Pet, you know, petting the cat, noticing the win- yes. the sun coming through the windows. Yeah. That is what is missing. Yep. In my opinion, when I when I get grumpy, that those are some of the things that are missing. A hundred percent. Like, yeah. Set yourself up to have situations where you can be in awe mm-hmm. of something, and it's okay to schedule that. You don't have yes. to wait for this to serendipitously no. happen. <laughs> you have to set it up. Yes. The like universe set your is- life up. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the way you want it to be. Yeah, no, because, I mean, like you were saying, the universe sometimes will gift you with that. But if you don't want to wait on that, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, like, go to a museum or something. Like, pick up an old book. Watch Little House on the Prairie. And then, like, go do something that you see happen in there. Whether it's, like, yeah. go find a cow. You know? Like, go walk <laughs> in a prairie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, reach out to somebody that's got a farm. I mean, in Greensboro, yeah. we're spoiled. Well, we really are. Greensboro, Summerfield area. Yes. Yeah. Just go. Like, talk to them. You know, like you said, like, interact. Yeah. That's the other thing that I think is missing that that group really helped. Like, interacting with other people who you don't know mm-hmm. and who you have a different life from. Yeah. And seeing how similar you are, seeing how you can grow. Mm-hmm. in that way because it's I think that gets missed out a lot on too like that community aspect and building a community takes effort yep like no matter what Instagram tries to tell you <laughs> hashtags do not a community make right and that's not real connection it's a placebo and while it might make you feel better for a little bit if you don't pick up your phone guess what you're alone again yeah so you need to invest in the people around you too Mm-hmm. Like in addition, don't, I'm not discounting again, I'm not discounting social media. I'm sure it's wonderful, but it, you really do like find your people right where you are. Right. And like all things, we're back to both. And yes. you can have the social media yep. and people in your life. Mm-hmm. And so were there day or there were, were there weeks when it was time to go to the artist way appointment on Monday and you didn't want to go? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I would necessarily say I didn't want to go or that it was 
because I, I'm, I overanalyze that type of stuff, especially in that <laughs> point of my sobriety. Do I really not want to go, or do I feel less than, and that's why I don't want? Mm. Well, let me ask it this way: Did you feel resistance at times? Yeah, I for sure because I was comparing. I can slip into that. It doesn't happen often for me, and that's a defect, not an asset. <laughs> we can talk about that some other time. But yeah, I don't normally compare myself to people, but when it is a group of people that are very heavily traditionally artistic and skilled in something, mm. um, that is where I kind of felt lost in the sauce because I am very like jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. And that's, I love that mm-hmm. about me. I didn't realize that at the beginning. I thought this is bad. I need to figure out where my pigeonhole is. and I need to dive into it. I remember you saying that too. Yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. have a specialty. I don't. Yeah. And I think awesome. that that's great. Yeah. It took a while and it did take some like feeling bad in comparison to or feeling mm-hmm. less than because these people had very specific things that they were like super fo- like one was two of them were writing a book at the time um right. there's one that was just this wonderful artist like photography and drawing mm-hmm. and then there was another woman that literally was she was a jack of all trades but like did very well in all of them it was like mm-hmm. super invested in each mm-hmm. thing yep and you were just so like intelligent and you were like my spur to start reading again like I've always loved reading but I just put it aside as like a not a waste of time but again like I was in that kind of re-evaluating my life and like good things take time and I need to set aside time for Mm. it not like I didn't have time either I'm not a busy person like that doesn't happen very often for me Anything that I'm busy with is a choice, like if I'm being mm. honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it was a priority issue mm-hmm. for me. I didn't see the priority in it. I think, again, I was also still a little scared right. of opening myself up to that creativity because it had been so negative in the past. Or like I was only – I thought maybe I'm not going to be able to be creative if I'm not drunk. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know. And I still haven't written like – poetry or anything which I doubt I was I've thrown it all away because I'm not gonna read Mm. it but um I don't think I was particularly good to be in with so I've shifted into like writing like creative writing factual little bit of fiction put Mm -hmm. together kind of stuff but I really had to take some time and like evaluate safety too I think I think I felt I othered myself in my head because I was also like these people don't seem afraid of this thing Mm. they seem very excited and I was still kind of like I don't know right how hard I want to go with this yeah (laughs) um I've got a follow-up question to that rolling around in my head I'm trying to put words to um did you ever get unscared I think so but I think it was not till after yeah yeah so it sort of planted the seed and it and it took longer than 12 weeks. To, oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I would suggest that it's never going to stop growing. I hope not. Yeah. Yes. That's a good way to say yeah, it. Yeah. I hope not. Um, I think that that is kind of the vibe that I got from the book as well. Is mm-hmm. like her very much saying like, this is great, but this is just a, a jumping off point. This is like to get your motor going. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you had mentioned, you know, time to redo it or get back to morning pages. I know people, one of them was the leader of our group, you know, people 
do it, you know, do the 12 week series multiple times and, you know, new things are always revealed. Of course. Yeah. That's a, a neat thing that I think, even if no one listening ever does the artist way, the gist of what we're trying to get across is being open, being a beginner, never having that finish line. Mm -hmm. If it's something that doesn't, you know, really light you up, let it go because there are other things that doesn't mean you stop. It just means you can, you know, make a pivot. Yeah. And I, so like after the group was over, I, I don't think that I really like, I didn't keep in contact with many of the other ones other than like that group text, but I felt very drawn to you. And I was like, we need to like hang out one-on-one because mm-hmm. I felt yep. that same vulnerability and hesitance of vulnerability mm-hmm. <laughs> in both of us. Right. <laughs> and while Artist Way was talking about like, you know, decently deep things, it definitely wasn't a surface level group. I still wanted to go deeper. Yeah. Like, yeah. I felt like there were other things like that we I wanted to talk about or wanted to have more time to talk about. Maybe we touched on it in Artist Way. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember, like, where did we hang out by ourselves? For was it Coolies? Uh, I was thinking it was the coffee shop uh, across from the vet's office, but it might have. Oh yeah, it track. could have been that. What what did it used to be called? I don't know. I can't remember. It's blue it? vanilla or blue vanilla now. I yeah. can't tell which one it is. Yeah. But yeah. So, yeah. so we started coffee dates and such. Um. And I still think, you know, there's that one-on-one, like, ooh, we're awkward. What are we going to talk about? Uh-huh. And, and I think we spent, like, 10 seconds talking about the weather. Yeah. And then chucked that out. Yeah, we're like, over it. Yeah. No one gives a shit about the weather. <laughs> yeah. Like, just, it's, you can't control it. So, yeah. Yeah. Tell me about your trauma. Like, like <laughs> right. And I want to start every conversation with that. Like, how did your parents fuck you up? Or how did they make you wonderful? Like, right. let's go. Let's <laughs> talk about that next week. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, and it is heartening to find someone else who is in that same space that they're wrestling with things, screwing those things up and coming back to the table. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was the other thing too, is neither one of us was ever the type of person that was like, I have this all together. (laughs) Like we could talk about what we were currently struggling with. And it's not like we were never struggling with something sometimes mm-hmm. it was much easier mm-hmm. and we weren't struggling as much and sometimes it, we've been in the mud of it yeah and I it just is very honest and I like fast forwarding a little bit I had had you on the podcast I think twice and I made a joke about it like after the first time I was like oh yeah you should be my co-host <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that Janae is twirling her hair as she says that. <laughs> and I, I, I did mean it like as a joke, but I was like also a little bit serious. Because that's how we do things. We float things as yes. a joke just in case the other person rejects us. And yes. Then, you know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't that's have to worry about it. Serious. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And then I had you on the second time and I was like, no, seriously, mm-hmm. would you ever consider? Because the conversation and I've had wonderful conversations with everyone I've had on. But ours are so, like, we're similar enough to be able to understand where each other's coming from, but we're different enough to have 
different perspectives on life, on the things that mm. we talk about. Mm -hmm. And it was just very easy. And I just, it's an excuse to spend more time with you. So that was great. <laughs> and you were like, let's meet over breakfast to discuss this. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> because, say why. <laughs> you, I think you wanted like more information. No, no, no. Why were you saying, oh, fuck? Oh, I, well, I thought you were gonna say no first off and you want to yeah. like let me down easy type of thing like a rom-com over a bacon <laughs> <laughs> but yes so you know all laughter aside yeah. you thought I was gonna say it's not you it's me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. and I was totally I would have been totally okay with that but I was yeah. just like wow this got serious very quickly like I thought <laughs> you would just reject me outright over text or you would say yes like yeah. I didn't understand your need for like more information <laughs> that was completely foreign to me again with our right. slight differences <laughs> right right because I was coming to suggesting breakfast as I have some questions and instead of like just banging these out over text message yeah. and not seeing if you're in a panic about yeah, my yeah. questions I wanted to see what your reaction was yeah in questions like what is, what is your, what are your intentions with this podcast? Like yeah. I was interviewing like one of my kids partners, like, what are your intentions with this baby? Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, where do you see this growing? Yeah. And, and, you know, because we are who we are, yeah. how do you think you're going to sabotage this? How are we going <laughs> to know if things aren't working between the two of us? Yeah. And, um, not only do we have delicious breakfast, I think we came to a common understanding yeah. and we're going in the same direction. Yeah. And I, I loved your questions because while I had like pie, I still, I mean, I have still pie in the sky mm -hmm. hopes for what the, the podcast could be. I was very, and I'm, again, I'm still there. I don't really care like what happens. Yeah. Like my whole point is, again, we're kind of looping back to that the experience itself mm -hmm. of like doing the thing and recording the podcast and if people listen sweet right but if not I, I don't really care I hate to say that but like it, it's more for me and my biggest hope in the world is that first off we have enlightenment during our conversations secondarily that someone else can can pick something up from our lived experience mm -hmm. and that can help them in some way yeah, and I that is probably the biggest part that I struggle with and that you help me keep in check is because I immediately subscribe to like how to podcast, how to grow, yes, how to do yes. this and because, Which I needed. Well that that's the thing. Like, well, this is my piece. I'm supposed to be the <laughs> you know, the structure and uh -huh. but then the gray area of settling in because too much structure is too much. Yeah. And yeah. it ruins what we have. We talked about that on the sabotage episode. Yeah. But if we don't grow, yeah, then there aren't other people that can join us in this. Yes, exactly. Idea of on authenticity and vulnerability. Yeah. Um, but we're not growing because we want we need this to put food on our table. We're exactly. growing this, I believe, if I could b borrow from The Bachelor, we're doing this for the right reasons. <laughs> that's what they say. Uh, they, I've never watched this, so I'm just very shocked that that's a thing. That they yeah. So what the way they do is they <laughs> there's always like one group of people that are accusing another group of people like you're not here for the right reasons. Oh, like well, 
are we still under the impression this is about finding mm. a partner? Because mm-hmm. y'all want to be influencers, so let's not pretend this is something that it's not. Yes. Which is a total aside that I do want to talk about yeah, someday. That but, would be a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah. It's, it's about the balance. Um, yes. We are not in it for the money but we do because there's no money just like so people understand (laughs) that (laughs) yeah like if you think that this is some podcast that you like another one that you listen to that has millions of listeners every month that's not the case all right like I there's no money being made here I dare say we either are related to or know every single subscriber yes (laughs) listener whoever that might be (laughs) which is good because I also think the people that know us that are listening and subscribing yeah. are learning things about us too. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think that's kind of the other part as well. Like there's no money in this. We're doing this firstly because we want to talk to each other. Secondly, because we we love sharing like our zest for life with other people. And it's kind of hard to do that when we're introverts and we <laughs> don't want to have service level conversations with people. So this is a wonderful way to like, jump right into it with as many people as possible and for our families to kind of like hopefully understand like the deeper parts Mm -hmm. of us that we might not talk about on a regular basis Mm -hmm. or like maybe make them think about it and wow I mean true effect and change in a community like it starts with your family Mm -hmm. so if I can help somebody think of something in a different way I don't care if they change their minds like just making them pause and thinking about it mm-hmm. or just to think about it period if they right. don't <laughs> because that that pause to think about it is different than you were yesterday yes so today you hear this and pause and think about do I start every conversation about the weather yeah have I asked someone how they are yeah and then see this mom's out there if I say how are you do not lead with the five things your kids did yesterday. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm sure your kids are great. I'm friends with you. Exactly. Yeah, We. you can talk about the kids later. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, how are you doing? Like genuinely meeting it because in the South, it the automatic response, and I've posted this a couple of times, like it was something a kindergartner wrote, like what don't you understand about adults? Uh-huh. And he said, um, they say they're fine when they're not fine. Yeah. And wow, if we could all get back to that and not have that knee-jerk reaction. I mean, some people don't mean it when they ask you how they are, how you are. They're not wanting to hear it. But I tell everybody anyway. Yep. Because I'm hoping that if they didn't want to hear it, it makes them not ask that next time. Right. Or if they are being genuine, I'm opening up and giving them that opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to be vulnerable and them to hopefully be vulnerable back. Um, But yeah, Mm -hmm. I don't ever... I try not to say I'm fine. You know what fine stands for? Mm. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional. <laughs> so if you say you're fine, we're going to get a second Diet Coke Ooh, and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, do we need to have dinner? Right. Yeah. Forget this coffee. We need to have a whole meal. <laughs> yeah. And not to say that I don't hang out with people that just say that they're fine. Mm-hmm. I do. But I, like, I'll intentionally try to make more, more time for that. Yeah. Or make them feel more heard. Or again, I'll respond with, well, I'm not fine. Let me tell you about what I'm doing. Yeah. And not because I need sympathy, but to let them know that there's struggle happening, but there's hope at the end of it. Because mm-hmm. even if I'm in the middle of struggling with something, I know it's going to get better. 
Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I, period. Even if I don't know how. Well, and I'm going to flip it also and say, if you're fine, that is amazing. Yes. Tell me why you're oh fine. Oh my gosh. Yes. Give me the joy. Right. Like, I want to hear more. Why are you fine? Like, Let's what happened? It. Yeah. B- yes. Because I enjoy seeing people jamming with life as well. Yes. Oh my gosh. And I don't in know. A, in a real way. Yes. I, again, don't tell me you're fine because of all the accomplishments of everyone around you. Yeah. No. Yeah. When I talk to, you know, people at work, oh, my team did this or mm-hmm. my, well, you're, mm. Yeah. Yeah. How did, how did you feel? Like, what did you contribute? How mm-hmm. did you support them? Right. You know, like how awesome are you that you led them into this area? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I'm not talking about taking people's credit because if you're listening, no, no, no. I know who you are out there and I know you're taking my credit, <laughs> credit from my work. No, like acknowledge what you've done Yeah. and, and leave the rest. And Again, that takes you pausing and being in the moment and like analyzing that situation. And it yeah. could just be that <clears throat> you woke up today, <laughs> you know, like sometimes that's all I've got. Like when you got here this morning, all I've done is yeah. wake up and make coffee. I mean, and you that's showed okay. up though. Yeah. <laughs> because there was a time in my life where I would have made up some lie and been like, mm. oh, I... I'm not, I'm not feeling well today. Oh gosh. Yeah. Let's and cancel. Let's not record. I've been there too. Yeah, for sure. And like now I'm so grateful that that's not even a thought. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think it's also like shifting. What was I canceling on and how much joy was that actually bringing me? That's very true. We're making better choices. <laughs> yes. In like this yeah. is how I want to spend my time. Yeah. And that doesn't matter how I feel unless I'm like legitimately sick like vomiting or something yeah. okay pro tip <laughs> if we can't talk we are gonna cancel recording yes. yeah we're not gonna be the worst be, podcast ever yeah we're not gonna like <laughs> self-flagellate ourselves and be like, hey how are you Susan? yeah because we're also getting rid of being a martyr <laughs> yes is yeah. that a topic we need to talk about oh god martyrdom? yeah yeah Damn it. jot that down because that's yeah i think martyr is latin for susan or susan <laughs> is latin for martyr <laughs> i love that and i think Everybody does it no matter who they are, and it shows up in different ways. So I think yes, that's the wonderful. showing up in different ways is huge. But you yeah. know, we're we're sort of getting off topic. We are we do want to talk about that. Um, oh, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say. Anything else you want to talk about? How we met? Mm. No, I'm glad we met. Yeah, my gosh, that's like this is the fruition the the situation coming to fruition for right. sure. Like I think right. this was. Like, obviously, I didn't know this was the end goal. Never thought I would start a podcast, but, you know, And that was three years ago. Yeah. So everybody listening, those three years, three years from now, those three years are going to pass. Yep. So what if you do something different? Mm -hmm. You don't know when it is going to come. And it's not to say in three years, you're going to start a podcast listener. Yeah. You might. Yeah. But in three years, you just might have some edges that are softened a little bit. Yes. And it starts today with considering to do something different. Yeah. And I might butcher this saying, but I love it so much. The best time to start is 20 years ago. Yep. And if you didn't start, then the best time to start is today. Yep. Yep. I've always heard that that's a Chinese proverb. The best time to plant a tree was 10 years ago. Yes. The second best time is today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Plant, plant that a tree. Seed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do it. I mean, literally or 
adjust with a different situation. Yeah. Yeah. So in honor of our artist way group, let's do our wind in the sails piece here yeah. at the end of our I like time. That. Yeah. Um, and mine, uh, and this was perfect because it actually, uh, came the night of my birthday The we're in North Carolina is June, uh, as we record this and, it has been hot as blazes mm-hmm. in North Carolina and the weather broke on Sunday and we slept with the windows open. And that is just Oof, one of yeah. my favorite things ever. Mm. Just feeling the breeze come in and maybe it gets a little chilly and I can yeah. hunker down and, and cover it. Then my husband is like a furnace. So, you know, you can cuddle yes. up and not be sweaty. And in the morning we hear the birds and just, you know, nature out there in general and Oh, it, it is my favorite way to wake mm. up. I love that. I'm kind of, mine is kind of similar. It just hasn't happened yet. It's just like <laughs> my, in my head uh-huh. planning. Um, I've been buying bits and pieces that I've needed for solo camping oh. that I just didn't necessarily have like a, a little propane canister and the screw on stove on the mm-hmm. top, like very minimal. It's just me. Uh, planning what kind of like camp food I'm going to eat and just slowly getting those tiny little things that you don't really think about if you're going with a group. Right. And I am driving to my family reunion in Rocky Top, Tennessee. And on the way there is Gatlinburg, basically. So I'm going to go into the Great Smoky Mountains National Park Mm. and camp there on the busiest camping weekend of the year because it's going to be um the 30th and the first which is the weekend before the fourth mm-hmm. or the a couple days before the fourth yep. and I was lucky to find just one campsite available you know mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about safety because this is the first time I'll go camping by myself you don't have to worry about safety because there's others around because yes. it's the busiest Woo, mm-hmm. there's every campsite's full yeah like if something's going on there's plenty of people around and I'm gonna take you know, personal safety devices as well. Like I'm not going to be stupid. Mm-hmm. And this is a very good way for me to ease into it. Cause I have like not done it. I, I it's not because I'm scared because I don't, I should have more rational fears, but I don't about that at all. Um, but my partner doesn't like to camp. So I just don't because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't have any automatic person to go with me and it's going to require effort. If I try to get someone else to go with me and then they're probably going to cancel because that, I just have a magnet for that. And then I'm just going to have to go by myself. And I'm like, okay, well, what is the problem? Yeah. So I just planned that. I was like, you know what? When I went camping with this group recently, like, I guess it was a month ago now. I was like, you know what? Damn it. I'm going to do it myself. Mm -hmm. So I booked the campsite and I'm going and it's, I'm going to hike before I set up camp. And then I'm going to hike the morning that I break down camp and it's going to be wonderful. And I'm just very excited. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Very good. Oh, well, I'm glad for the therapy session <laughs> we just had. But no, for real, it was good to think about Artist Way again. And yep. I'm excited to talk about uh, very intense stuff on the next episode. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, we invite everyone else to join our conversation too. Yes. Come connect with us on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're both on Instagram, Janae PV and sustainable underscore Sue. Yes. And also you can send us an email. I'm at Susan at sustainable If you want more of a private conversation, you can direct message us, email yes. me there, or they can also email you. Janae. Yes. Janae at renewplanner.com. Right. Thank you so much. Talk to you next time.